catch a charge. You know, first time I heard this song, it made me laugh. Yeah. But I kind of like this song. Oh, yeah. What's not to like? <laughs> I remember this, the day this song came out. I uh, tried to use this song to encourage people to stay away from me. I was on my sailboat. Mm-hmm. And I was in this like nice remote area. And uh, this boat came up and they were going to anchor right beside me. And there was all this room. Like imagine you're on a soccer field, okay? And you're in a tent and someone could come up and pitch their tent wherever they want and they choose right beside you even though the whole soccer field's available and you're like I don't even know this guy why is he coming next to me it was the day this song had come out and we played a clip of it on the radio Uh, like the clean version yes and I started blaring this music I'm like "All right, I'm gonna set a tone man if I pulled up next to you and you started playing this song I'd be like okay yeah wet ass pussy guy alright let's do this that had no effect on them at all you know sorry keep going it was just like it was like a man and a woman and their teenage son oh yeah awkward so I was playing like I was trying to play the most aggressive hip hop music I could find on my playlist uh, and I went about 20 minutes and they didn't move I was like oh well guess they're cool enough to be my neighbor so whatever you know doctors are actually praising that song because it is it's releasing the shame of a wet ass pussy <laughs> Apparently there's shame. Uh, a Is doctor there? a doctor tweeted that she's seen a lot of women who have been mansplained mm-hmm. by their partner that they are too wet. And that's medically incorrect, she says. It's heartbreaking. It's harmful. So she's thanking Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion for uh, the celebration of what is a natural thing. When you are turned on and a lot of people have responded to this doctor's text or um, tweet saying that they were once told during sex that they were too wet and that's why their partner couldn't stay hard. Well, if uh, if you can last this long through this podcast, you'll be just fine. (laughs) I, all I'm thinking about is all the people that are like friends with my dad who listen to this podcast. I know. I know. But I think this is a great conversation because um, a lot of times, and I can only imagine how frustrating it can be for a guy to be in an intimate situation with a woman and then feel like they can't perform, but to do a 180 and like blame it on something about uh, on the female anatomy, which has happened to me before as well. Mm-hmm. I, it's happened to a lot of my friends where you do a 180 and you say, well, it's your fault. There's something wrong with your body. It's like, wh- what? Is there something wrong with my body? Who would ever say that kind of thing? Too? Trust me, guys like, I say can't it believe all... guys would say that kind of thing. Yeah, well, it's a panic. What do I do? How do I explain the fact that I'm... I've just lost an erection. Yeah, well, I mean, that's certainly... I I don't have a lot of experience with that, luckily, but it's definitely happened. Yeah. I would say uh, the condom was a big part of that. You know, you start having complications with the condom, and then you're like, oh, my God. You get in your head. Then you get in your head, you're like, oh, no, I can't... And then you're like, oh, no! (laughs) Becomes this vicious... Cycle. Cycle of hell. I don't know. I I think, too, like, if you're at the point where you're intimate with someone... You don't have to worry about finger pointing in that sense. Like if you like, we'll get it back. I'm here to help. Let me 
Let yeah. me help. I'm not going to like judge you and throw you out. You get this cold sweat though when all of a sudden things start going wrong. Mm-hmm. And again, I've been with my wife forever. So this is something that I'd like, you know. This is, you're, you're going back. I'm going the... back. Well, even with my wife. Sure. But you know, you start getting that, when I was saying the, oh no, and then you get that cold sweat and then it's almost like you might as well just stop. Yeah. And re- <laughs> reset. Bundus. You want to weigh in here? I mean, like, look, I'm the last person who should be talking about my sexual adventures because there's so few of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I've definitely had a lot of instances where it just stopped working for me. Sure. Yeah. Um, Do you use the tactic of blaming it on your partner? Well, <laughs> it's because, you know, your vagina's not the right shape for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I've never had a problem with... um wet ass pussy mm-hmm. like that that's always good you want that um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's a good it's thing it's usually a compliment as far as i'm concerned yeah, as yeah. it should be yeah it's yeah usually more related to like alcohol yes. or you know some kind of substance like that yes um, and usually there's a trick to like making it work again if it's the condom you take it off you start over. You, re- start, you yeah. reboot. Like, you start like the you, process all over. Exactly. Yes. The same thing you do with your computer is you turn it off, <laughs> right? You turn it off, you let it sit for 30 seconds, and then you turn it back on. Yeah. It's the first thing someone from IT will tell you when you call with some sort of tech issue. Have you tried rebooting? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's 100% But accurate. you've never blamed someone you're with for your own, uh, you know. No, usually I'll lie. Stumbles. Like, I'll lie. I'll just say, oh, you know, I took some muscle relaxants. Or, you know what, I rubbed one out on before I saw you. <laughs> oh, my just, you God. Know, yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. God. I wasted it on myself, uh, <laughs> and I should have saved it for you. I literally had a guy I was dating tell me in a moment that it was because my hips were too wide set, that that was what the problem was. Really? Yes. yes. What would that have to do with it? And I was 24 at the time, so, you that, know, you're like... a dick move. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Your hips were too wide set. And I remember thinking, oh my God, like, uh, is there something wrong with me? You know? Yeah. So. Well, if a girl, like, I'm just thinking if I was with a woman mm-hmm. and she wasn't uh, orgasming for whatever reason, mm-hmm. if she had said to me, it's because your penis is the wrong shape. Yep. That would have fucked with my head sure it would. for a long time. Yeah. That would have, it would have made me so insecure. Yeah. Well, that's what this, that's why doctors are praising wet ass pussy the song because they're taking they're they're normalizing what is a very normal healthy thing for a vagina to do when it is stimulated we just get wet baby (laughs) (laughs) Uh, wow that's a road i wasn't expecting us to go down this morning it's so funny that you you picked that song to kick the podcast off to. I have literally had this article in my back pocket for a couple of weeks and I thought it's probably too much to talk about on the radio. Yeah. But on our podcast, it's a beautiful thing. Well, it's a big song right now. Mm. It is uh, by far the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100. I didn't really see that coming, to be honest, because I do <laughs> remember the day it came out. We are like, oh, we got new Cardi B. It's called White Ass Pussy. Oh, I guess we won't be playing this one. And then they have a clean version, and um, and then it's just been doing really well. Yeah, you know, the TikTok dances to this song are insane. Really, I haven't. Uh... Guys, I spent four hours yesterday what? on TikTok. Four what's going- hours. Bundes, what's going on on TikTok? I was just watching this. Like- <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> these girls are doing this, like they're doing the the WAP dance. Like if you've seen the music video, you uh-huh. kind of know like what they're doing. And it's just girl after girl after girl doing this dance. And I just kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And like four hours went by. Are they doing the splits yes. and then and then they're doing that thing with the their whole, butt? The whole thing. It's shaking. They're splitting. It, they're throwing <laughs> it up there. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs> God, I better not catch my kids doing that. I mean, they're all over TikTok doing dances to all the songs. I, uh. I find, at least with Instagram anyways, depending on what you normally search, uh, that you know that search section it's like the explore yeah. and discover so my husband and i both control the old town bodega instagram but he kind of uses it almost as a bit of a personal one as well oh so <laughs> yeah when, when you go on my instagram you'll see a whole bunch of videos of like wicked ass super yachts and sailboats mm-hmm. and these extreme kiteboarding mm-hmm. videos yeah so what kind of stuff is coming up on uh, the oh, instagram yeah? feed that you're perusing it's quite <laughs> shocking. So at first, like if you go to mine, it's like, oh, makeup tips and uh, you apartment know, uh, <laughs> style, apartment therapy style. Yeah. yeah. This is like uh, a lot of what Bundus is describing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancing. <laughs> and you know, my first reaction actually was I was a little bit like angry because the first video I saw was this woman with huge breasts. Yeah. And they were and she was doing some funny things with her face, but clearly the video was about the breasts. Yeah, of course. Um, and she, <laughs> yeah. she knew it, I knew it, everyone knew it. And I, my first reaction was I don't look anything like that. Yeah. And that made me feel sad. But then I realized Wait, do you want him looking at chicks that look exactly like you? Well, He's I'm already like, got that. He wants to look at stuff he doesn't have. I guess I was just in that moment thinking like how if that's what he likes, that's I I can't provide that. But then I just thought, ah, whatever. Who cares? You know? <laughs> I got over it really fast. And then I'm like, okay. I think with with men Guys like everything. Yes. Like, there's nothing, there's not one woman that I haven't seen where I was like, yeah, like she's great in every way. Like they, they all have something that's intriguing to you. And especially when you don't have something, you kind of always want something different. Yeah. yeah I, for me, I was more like, okay, let's celebrate the fact that he's feeling sexual when he looks at that. And that's something I get to enjoy. Yeah. Not her. Yeah. That's, that's me. Yeah. That's my uh, joy right there. So I'm okay with it. And maybe you should just dance a little bit for him. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I couldn't have done it. You don't with... have to have like massive breasts to dance no, like that. Probably. Oh, no. These breasts were moving on their own, it seemed. <laughs> you know what I really enjoy is uh, when I come across. Actually, I started following someone that you follow. Me? Yeah. I don't want to say who it is, but they're always, oh. it's full cleavage shots all the time. But so she'll be posing in a bikini or something mm-hmm. and doing this really seductive, erotic kind of dance, but she'll be talking about the benefits of vitamin whatever. D. Yeah. Yes. Vitamin D. Like it's all these people that pretend their videos are about wellness, but really they're just like, it's tits and ass. Yeah. In the videos constantly, non-stop. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I just, it, it becomes funny to me because what, who are they joking? Who are they kidding? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's but, mostly guys who are following this person. I'm and, sure her DMs are matters. crazy. Yeah. I'm, I mean, she's got like 50,000 Instagram more, followers. More. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But that's the point, right? Like, 
if I was a young hot female that had assets, I would do the same thing. Would you? Because I feel like that cheapens me. Like, I, okay, I think I have a pretty nice ass, Bundus. So I, I could put that up. You could, and you would get a ton of followers <laughs> for it. If that's what you're after, if you want to make money off Instagram and like get sponsors or whatever. Sponsors that, that, for what though? Ass products, you know, like clothing lines or or whatever the product is. Like people, if you have that many followers, companies will come to you as an influencer to promote their brand. So mm-hmm. you're taking pictures at this restaurant or you're wearing these yeah. pants kind of thing. Right? And it doesn't even have to be in your wheelhouse. Um, I, the other day I was on Instagram and I saw this promoted ad that Scott McGilvery, who's like the guy who will build an apartment in your basement yeah, or yeah. renovate your house. And mm-hmm. he was doing a plug for one of those services that provides all the ingredients for dinner. You know, they drop it off. You just have to assemble it. I forget which one it was, but I'm like, Scott McGilvery's promoting that. Has nothing to do with home renos or tools or <laughs> or even how to finance and like build a, you know, a real estate in- empire, which is sort of one of his things too. Yeah. He's plugging dinners. Yeah. So he's obviously got a social media f- following big enough that he's showing up on agencies and they're pitching him products. And he's like, yeah, I'll make money doing that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. So I, these people that are doing butt shots could be doing like a butt shot while they promote some dinner service. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I think I've, I follow 830 people on my Instagram Oh account. my God. I would say 200 of those people are actually people I know or friends or work associates or whatever. Yeah. The other 600 are all Instagram models. It's just all Instagram models. If you go into my feed, it's you just models. You are shallow. Yeah, totally. You just so, go down that rabbit hole. But at least, it, at least you own it. What I love is when I know people that are on social media and they don't realize that if you want, you can see the types of things mm-hmm. they're liking. Mm-hmm. So I'll be going through my Twitter feed and it'll be like, so-and-so liked this shot. <laughs> and it's the reason why it comes up in your feed. Not mm-hmm. because you follow the people, just someone you follow liked a post. Yeah, And it's just like... It's, uh, you know, or ass, or it's a workout (laughs) video of some super hot chick. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I wonder if their wife knows that they're not only looking at that stuff, but they're liking it and engaging with that. Yeah. That's the trick you don't like. You can't like. You can look. Yeah. Booked if you're liking that stuff. But don't you, you know, uh, Maura's husband isn't maybe liking these videos, but it it just, it pays attention to what you're looking at. And so it comes back to haunt you. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I could have been upset about it, but whatever. God, it's like, I I don't get um, people who get upset with people who look at porn. Yeah. Or uh, social media equivalent to porn. Mm -hmm. And I get if it got to a point where your significant other doesn't want to be sexually active with you. Yeah. Then I see it being a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people who have problems. I know couples who have problems. Because someone's addicted to porn? I assume. I don't know the guy well enough, but I'll hear stories, you know, friends of friends would be like, we haven't had sex in a year and he never seems interested in me. And oh. the only time we have sex is when we're on vacation and he, we're with each other all the time. And that's probably because he can't like be on porn mm-hmm. all the time. And I'm like, well, there's a guy who's got a problem. Yeah. You know, I have a rule in my house. I'll never say no. Never say no. I'll right. always engage, and I'm usually trying to initiate, and I'll sometimes get a rejection. Sure, but uh, you know, if I if I'm left to my own devices, and there's like some porn available, I don't know. I'm just gonna <laughs> see like, you later. It's not, but not to the point where it affects my relationship. Yeah, there has to be balance. Balance. Balance in everything, right? Balance yeah. in what you eat. Balance in working out. Balance in sex. Some people try to artificially create 
that balance. Uh, I was actually on a patio the other day and I went to use the washroom at a bar and found a bag, like an, it looked to me to be the remnants of cocaine in a baggie uh-huh. in the bathroom, just kind of tossed. Mm-hmm. And then when we were sitting on the patio, we saw um, some pills on the ground and they were Viagra. Oh, well, that's not creating balance. That's uh, destroying balance is what that's doing. <laughs> Coke and Viagra is like a, that's what people do when they want to have like a crazy night of nonstop sex with no balance at all. But it, you don't you need the Viagra with the cocaine because the cocaine makes you want to go, but you can't. Yeah, it will. You will lose all feeling down there. You cannot get a hard on. So the cocaine or, or um, the Viagra allows you to have sex because you, you do have the desire to but it's physically like impossible wow. yeah but here's the thing uh, you talk to any emergency room doctor and you get them s- starting on those stories about how guys come in with like the permanent erections uh-huh. and uh 90 of the time it's like uh boner pills and cocaine, cocaine. And that combination is what causes the permanent boner that needs to be drained with a needle. Oh, God. Um, I remember I had this discussion with a GP once uh, about, like, you know, the safety of that. Not that I've, I've never tried Viagra. I've never tried cocaine. And I certainly wouldn't try both of them at the same time. <laughs> For the first time? <laughs> For the first time. But they said it's, it's that combination that not only causes like perma boners or whatever they call the technical term, but it's also really bad for your heart and you can give oh. yourself a heart attack. It makes you wonder why or how cocaine could become such a popular drug if it totally makes you numb down there. Well, because it makes you feel amazing from what I understand. Everywhere else, you (laughs) just feel amazing. But the one thing that stuck with me that someone said to me, and and I don't know if you guys have any experience uh, with other people you know, but uh, someone told me the only thing that cocaine makes me want to do is more cocaine. Really? Like you do it and you just, you start thinking about how you can do it again and again until you're out of cocaine and then all of a sudden you got to like shut her down and then you have like the worst hangover of your life. Oh yeah. And I, someone told me that I'm like, well, it doesn't sound like the kind of night I want to have. No. Or the next day. No, I, I know I have some friends who like to do cocaine and you see them the next day and you're like, oh my God, that, that to me is a hundred percent not worth it. Like there is no hair of the dog that will fix that. There's no, I don't, I, I well, just, more drugs would I fix guess, it. Is it like you, you did, I mean, from what I see in movies is that they start doing more drugs. They got to take some downers, mm-hmm, right? Or, mm-hmm. or is it co- uppers? I forget. <laughs> I, got, I knew some guys back in the day that like to uh, hit, hit the cocaine pretty hard. Like when they go to the clubs mm-hmm. and it's definitely one of those things. It's like, you can't just do one. It's like lace chips, right? But you can't have just one. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, you're not going to do a, like a bump of cocaine and then ride it out for six hours, yeah, right? So, soon as soon as these, like, you know, as soon as you have it, you want more. And I've multiple times seen guys like at 7 a.m. in the morning, calling people frantically, trying to find more, oh, just to keep it going, you know? That yeah. seems crazy. Well, from, from all accounts, it makes you feel like Superman, right? <laughs> well, look, there's a reason why it's so popular yeah. and why people become addicted to it, because it's that euphoric feeling that people just can't get enough of. And whether it's because they're self-medicating, they got lots of troubles, and the cocaine makes those troubles go away, mm. or just enhances their night. It's a slippery slope. Some people, 
And the truth is, there's lots of people that do cocaine that you probably have no idea who do cocaine. Yes. You know, that was the rude awakening I got at university is when people started talking about all the people that experimented with coke. Mm. And I'm just afraid of it because I think I will love it. Well, like, I'm convinced I will love it. So I don't want to go anywhere near it because I think it's going to make me feel amazing. And I know that if it, I'm going to want to go back for more. I have a friend who has a little bit of social anxiety and he went down a rabbit hole of cocaine and it re- really helped him feel normal and um he would do it before you go to work oh yeah you know that's what that's what happens some people can't just turn it off mm-hmm. some people can't do it once every two months you know right some people they do it and then all of a sudden before they know it they're doing it alone and then you know yes. it's like i i had a friend and he was similar to what you were saying maura who was awkward in public um and he had very low self-confidence and he got into cocaine and all of a sudden, you know, he came out of his shell. Next thing you know, he was doing it all the time mm-hmm. and cocaine is very expensive. Oh God. And then he started lying and stealing from friends mm. to have money to be able to pay for cocaine. Oh no. He was in the hole so bad and he he screwed over everybody in his life that cared about him it got to the point where he ended up killing himself oh my god i mean it's suicide because he 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 couldn't pay all these drug dealers that he had to pay he lost all of his relationships because yeah. of how he stole from everyone to pay for the drugs and then he ended up um yeah committing suicide that's that slippery slope right where some people can stay up on top and other people slide down mm-hmm. and uh yeah, that's crazy. So I, uh, yeah, I think of like mixing cocaine and Viagra, throw another drug on top of a drug. And I know it's, it's a pretty common thing, like more uh-huh. common than you'd imagine. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, I would try Viagra before yeah. I would try Coke any day of the week, well, just for fun. But you know who would hate it? My wife. <laughs> she would hate it. <laughs> I would have to do it if I was just going to do like a masturbation a thon or something. Like, there's yeah, no way. Is that? There's no way she would want to keep up with that level of uh, yeah. sexual activity. She would be shutting me down. Oh, usually when I'm done, I'm like, wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Then imagine wrap it up. four more times. <laughs> no thanks. I mean, I've used Viagra before. Um, me and my friends, we would like always have a stash because whenever we'd go to the clubs and we're drinking like a lot. Yeah. Uh, I've never done it like with cocaine. So I don't know what that's like. But I know like when you're really drunk and it doesn't work anymore. Uh-huh. I, we've used it then. Um and part of your emergency uh, yes. fanny pack yeah, kit exactly. that you have on there. Yeah. You got your Advil, your uh, Imodium, uh-huh. and your and Viagra. Viagra. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's very impressive. It, it, it gets it right up there. Um, but it, How quickly does it get it right up there? It, 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 like, it, for me, it didn't just, as soon as I took it, oh, I got an erection and it won't go away. It was like the moment I got aroused, I was like rock hard ready to rip and that bad boy would stay as long as i was aroused but if i would let the arousal go away uh-huh. which was much more difficult than normal mm-hmm. yeah you really had to work hard to let yeah it would be distracted it, it would go away but it, you did have a good solid like five kind of hours where you could keep going if you wanted to oh, God. like yeah. it was ready to go ready before On- you were almost pretty much yeah i love that you needed to have that in your like Armor. Kit? That's how much sex you were having. You never know. It's also mean- how much booze we were drinking. <laughs> yeah. You were you guys were DTF <laughs> yeah. all the time. Always. You guys are ready to rip. Ready. <laughs>
<laughs> it's amazing to me. It's amazing. Yeah, that is a life I did not live. No. No. You know. I, I missed out. out with us, man. Oh man, dude! I would ne- you would have never hung out with me. <laughs> we, totally, we totally would. I would have brought you in because my buddies a lot. Of, we we got sucked into the club world, and a couple of my friends they were promoters for clubs. So it was every night, or sorry, every weekend we would have three nights where it was like bottle service photos everybody knew who we were in these clubs yeah so, and i'd be your friend sitting there going are you sure you want to spend that much money on a bottle that seems like an awful lot fifteen hundred dollars are you for really that's what we're gonna spend but see we bring you in there and yeah. then to you, pay to pay no not to pay <laughs> yeah. but like, you want to hang with us you got to pay the price <laughs> you just gotta, you gotta be service. in the booth man and then all the girls we're bringing the girls in and we're giving them shots because we want them to party we want everybody to yeah. have a good time because we want them to keep coming back the next week because the club is making more money and therefore uh, we're making more money on promotion, right? So if you're in the booth with us, then you have access to the bottles. You just bring girls over. Here, have a shot. You oh, start talking, yeah, you start yeah, chatting. Yeah. Then everybody thinks Tucker's a shooter, right? Yeah, you know, I just, I was never trained on how to do, like, picking up women. Did you buy girls drinks ever? Were you ever like, let me get you a pint? Or? No. I mean. No? Well, I've, uh, to be fair... As I started to get into a little bit of a rhythm um, right when I met my wife. Mm, you're just figuring it out. I was kind of figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I had, I had gotten somebody else's phone number the week I met my wife. Uh-huh. And I'd also, uh, I had this super hot neighbor. And then I found out that she was kind of like into me a bit right when I met my wife and I was oh. sort of into my wife more than her well I was into my wife more than her but like the, the different options started presenting themselves mm-hmm. I think I just uh, maybe Some I got locked ground, out too early that groundwork you had done was paying off but it's fine like I don't have regrets mm-hmm. had some random encounters but you know Enough to count on one hand for like actual hookups with strangers. Damn. I was always, yeah, I know, I know. Damn. It, would, it, would, it would just, it's the exact opposite of Bundes and his friends who were just getting laid all the time. Can I tell you the crazy, one of the craziest like random hookups I ever You better got not. Let's shut off the podcast. Here? I'm joking. <laughs> of course. What do you mean? Can, can you I, tell us? The craziest hookup story yeah. you've ever can had. I, can I guys tell you one of the best sex stories I've ever had? Like, no. no. Uh, podcast is over. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Okay. So um, right after my first band kind of broke up, I started working on a novel because I just, I needed something like to creatively express myself. I wasn't doing music. So I started writing Bundus. a novel. The, you started the working writer. on a novel? Yeah. This is news. This is news. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I have the files. I can bring it up one time. Really? Uh, How far into the novel did you get? <laughs> I wrote like six chapters, but then six I kind of got chapters. sidetracked. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so I was, I was trying to, I was writing it at home and I just, the flow wasn't there. So I decided to change the scenery and I did the most cliche thing you could do, which would be to go to a Starbucks with your laptop yep. and start writing. Something. This is Bundes writing his novel, by the way. Yeah. Okay, there we go. End of chapter one. So I'm sitting in this Starbucks. I'm working away like the total cliche that I am. Uh-huh. And I see this pretty attractive girl working on something at, at the table. Probably the a novel. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm Were you wearing glasses? I was not wearing my uh, okay. glasses, no. So I thought, why not get up over like and go talk to her? But what am I going to say? Oh, it clicked. 
I walked over to her with my laptop and I put it in front of her and I sat down at her table. And she looks at me like, who is this crazy guy sitting at my table? Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, you jumped right in there. Jumped right in there. Yeah. I said to her. I would never do that. I said, look, I'm, I'm working on something here. I need your honest opinion. You're a stranger. You don't know me, so you can say whatever you think. I just want your honest opinion. Read this for me. Yeah, she's that's, looking a good, at- that's good. That's really good, actually. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We but- need to do a segment where people just call in and ask Bundes for advice on how to pick up. Because yeah. if I would, yeah. Anyway, but right go, now, go on. right now, as the woman, if I'm doing something, I'm a little bit annoyed. Although Bundes is super cute, so I'm humoring. Yeah, him. well, exactly. Well, okay. of course. And, and, and usually, a woman. No matter what, even if she likes you, she's gonna be she's gonna have her guard up totally. when you first approach her. So you kinda gotta disarm her. I knew what I had written was pretty good, which is why I had the confidence to go over there and, and ask her to do this. <laughs> confidence is key, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I turned the computer around, I let her read it, and I said, just read that, let me know what you think. I just need an honest opinion. And then I got up and I walked away, went back to my table, and I sat down to let her read. What did she, what, you left your computer there? Yeah, well, she's like, you know, like 10 feet in He went back to his me. novel. Okay. Know? Oh, no, she's got a computer, yeah, so I just there's no typing. Went back okay. to my seat, I'm on my phone, letting her read her thing. Okay. Or read the book. So she's reading away, and I can see as she's going, I kind of like watching her from the corner of my eye, the smirk starts coming up, the, the smile on her face. I'm like, yes, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Comes, so she finishes reading, comes back over to me, sits down at my table, and now we're in like a full free flow conversation. Yeah. That turns into like, why don't we go out for some drinks right now? Wait, what did she read? Just like... She read like the first chapter of my novel. And it literally made her smile. She loved it. She loved it. What's it about? Is it a love story? Well, you write what you know, so it's... it's Guy in a band? It's a... Trying to get laid? It's about about a guy who, who is similar to me who hadn't found love in his life and it was always chasing this dream of being this famous kind of not like writer. Mm. He ends up going to Hollywood, finally meeting the girl of his dreams, but she gets murdered. Okay. And then he goes okay. into this downward spiral, but writes this novel about the murder of this girl and becomes famous for it. Ah, ah. interesting. So it's, there's a mystery involved. Um, but it's also like a personal like character. It's diving into this character's personality who's addicted to booze and, and pills, and he's trying to figure himself out in this in this fame world that he's kind of got in himself. So into. you, instead of being like a musician, aspiring a musician, you're an aspiring writer. I got it. Yeah. So she okay, comes so over. She, she comes over. She's sitting with you. Let's get back to the fun part here. Yeah. So yeah, we talk a little bit about the the novel and oh, what what were you inspired by? Blah 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 blah. blah. And then it just gets into random stuff. Like we, I just start getting to know her. And like I said, we decided to go for drinks. So then we get up, go outside, and we're talking in the parking lot, kind of just like, okay, I'll meet you here, I'll meet you there. And the next thing I know, I got this girl up against the car and we're making out. What? <laughs> Wait. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to make out with you so hard. <laughs> From the makeup. We end up going into the car. Yeah. And in, in the, the Starbucks parking in lot. In the Starbucks parking lot. Broad in the, daylight? No, this is at night. Okay. And in the back seat, we decide to have sex before we even went for drinks in a Starbucks parking lot. Holy crap. You didn't even have to leave the Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're have to leave Starbucks. For you. Holy crap. Yeah, that would never happen to me. I'm a slow grow. 
I need Bonded. to I need to meet up two more times before that's gonna happen. She l- loved you. It was one of the craziest hookups I've ever had. It was just so perfect. Like the moment was right. I, I disarmed uh, her in the right way, and she was into disarmed it. Disarmed her. You're speaking like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, instead of instead of saying, "Oh, I fell for her really hard, and she fell for me," it's yeah. like I disarmed yeah. her. I used tactic number five, <laughs> like it's a military operation. Yeah, she took her weapons uh, yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah she yeah. raised the white flag and then using my psychology degree <laughs> you do have a psychology degree don't you i did study psych, yeah, yeah i used tactic five to not only disarm her but then to uh make her feel uh erotic and wow so you guys hook up yeah uh, did you, did you ever talk to her again we yeah did. what happens like from the back seat yeah from there i we did go for drinks because if i just said Yes. <laughs> so out of, out of guilt, he followed through. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Because oh. <laughs> otherwise I would have looked like a dick if I didn't yeah. go. I had to go. Okay. So you go for the drinks. We go for the drinks, yeah. and it was it was good. It was nice. We had a fun time. Um, and then we went out one more time after that. And then the, just there was no magic? Uh, not for me, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. Why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? (laughs) Huh? If there's one lesson that I want to teach my children about dating Mm -hmm. is that uh, you can't you can't hook up like that if if you're really serious about the person. You well, have to make them want it and keep them wanting it for a long time. You got to play a game. A you got to play a bit of a game. Like it's fine. I'm not saying there isn't a place in life for random hookups, mm-hmm. but if you're really into someone, and this is not that case because she just met you and it happened, yeah. it went down this way. But if you if you're into someone, yeah. playing hard to get works. I'll I mean, tell you. This will be the first to tell you that as a slayer, long term. Yes. You know, hundred percent. I didn't know that too when I was younger. I thought like if I hook up with you right away, it shows you that I'm fun and I'm free and that this can keep rolling the next time we hook up. Yeah. You know, but then the guy disappears because yeah. even though like maybe I really, really liked you and I I felt like this was the beginning of a huge chapter of my life. But because we hooked up right away, you know, it kind of lost whatever to you and you've moved on. Yeah, it's it's a funny thing, but if you do like someone, you gotta you gotta hold out, you gotta make them chase you. You gotta want that forbidden yeah, fruit. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. I know. This is the soundtrack to Mora waiting for the guy to call back. Dum 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 Now nothing. Still no messages. Weird. Yep. Yeah, I wonder what worst, he's doing. The yeah. worst feeling in the world. I just got a text. Wonder if that was him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that crazy that that's the way it works? But it kind of, that's the way it works to a lot like, of people. She could have been so in love with you, Bunda. She could have been like, this is it. This is the guy. I'm hooking up with him right now. Yeah. I feel it. He feels yeah, it. Yeah, I've always wanted to be with someone who's so deep. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, write. might not have been a quick hookup for her. Who I, knows? Maybe. I mean, like for me, the moment and everything of how it happened was so... Ugh, so movie like so passionate and I yeah. love that moment I'll, I'll never forget it but had she 
you know, gave me a kiss and then turned away and walked away from me, yeah. I would have been thinking about her all night long. Exactly. And wanting to get that. Yeah. And then if she like said, no, not yet. And kept you going on a couple more dates, you may have fallen for her, you know, and you may have got to know her on a level that you've never got to know a woman before. Mm -hmm. And then she may have opened up sexually. And then that may have completed the trifecta of what you need for a perfect relationship. It's funny because, um, I can't see the Tucker in this story because I'm talking about being free. Bunnis is talking about being free. Were you ever free and no. let yourself go? No. Well, uh, yeah, but um, I was always looking for a girlfriend. Mm. And that was my mistake is that I had opportunities to hook up with people. Mm-hmm. And um, you were too serious. And I was like, I don't want to date that person. I don't want to go out with that person. Uh-huh. And so I, I had... I guess I was morally, I felt like guilty mm-hmm. about leading people on. Mm-hmm. Because again, I'm a slow grow. I'm not a guy who goes into Starbucks <laughs> and an hour later I'm banging a girl in the back of her car. <laughs> like what was, what's the time frame of like arrival to banging in that scenario? Yeah, about an hour, maybe an hour 20. Yeah. <laughs> That, okay, even if I was single today, that would never happen unless somebody was like a super fan of the show or something, and then I'd feel guilty about that. Like, there, there's no way, in, unless I was taking advantage of a situation where that that's my world right, that I live in. Right. I am a slower grow. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to spend time with you before you're interested. So most of the people that I had the chance to hook up with were people that I knew that were in my life. Right. Who developed crushes on me because they liked me as a person, not because... Because I'm like a hot dude. Hot piece of meat. I'm not like a hot piece of ass. <laughs> you know, so that those opportunities weren't coming to me. But people that I knew that had crushes on me that I had the opportunity to fool around with, I always felt guilty because I never wanted to treat those people that way. Right. That's and maybe, really sweet. Maybe if I was like a hotter guy and I had more confidence and I had the mm. moves that Bundes learned over a series of years of being a hot guy, maybe I would have been going down that road too. Right. Probably. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily, I mean, okay, sure, your looks and how you put yourself together will matter to a certain degree, but like the number one thing is confidence. Yes. Swagger. A hundred percent, you're right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I didn't have that. And so that's like one of, but that's a piece of the puzzle, dude. You can't be like. I agree. You can't be like this guy that, or let's say if some guy who is zero, you have zero attraction to, he could be as confident as you want, Maura, but if you're single, you're not going to like sleep with the guy. You still have to be into his looks a little bit. Yeah, but people who have confidence and carry themselves that way are innately sexy. They just are. Yeah, but it can bring you from like a six and a half to an eight. Yes. But if you're a three, it's not going to bring you up to an eight. It might Might bring bring you you to a five, but your standards might be seven and up. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if you, if you Take care of yourself if like you, you know, take some thought before you walk out of the house and you yeah. like, you know, you take a shower, you wear something that looks suitable and then you go out there with confidence. You're going to you're going to hit at some point. Yeah, I was not that guy. I wasn't hanging out at clubs and I wasn't buying new clothes all the time. I was, you know, dressed when whatever was comfortable. I didn't. I had no. He was a loser. He I was, was a loser. <laughs> no, I mean, I had lots of friends I'm and we kidding. were popular, but I was not a slayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I didn't grow. I didn't grow up with a group of guys 
that were like that. Yeah, you, you kind of have to be like you have to be in a together. gang yeah. of guys who are going out, and you know, I I used to refer to those guys as douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're wrong, but you know, yeah. <laughs> those douchebags were getting laid yeah. all the time. They certainly were, and I was. Forming meaningful relationships with lots of people. With your wife! Who I'm still friends with to this day. <laughs> you Lucky know? you. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I love hearing these stories, though, because it's a, it's a side of life I never lived. Mm-hmm. And so it's neat to hear about these other experiences that people are having. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be free, baby. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hey, we got some cool stuff in store. We're gonna try and uh, we're gonna try and video our next uh, podcast. We are, or within the next couple of podcasts, we're just working on um, a setup for that. So you might be able to watch the podcast while we do it. But uh, always appreciate you checking it out. Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your friends about the radio show. Yes, please. You know, some loser shows have million dollar marketing campaigns behind them. And then there's us, the underdogs, coming in, making waves. And uh, the only way we can make more waves is if you tell people about our show and our podcast. We'll see you around. Wet ass pussy. He bought a phone just for pictures of this wet ass pussy. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass pussy. Not make